Hey, welcome to ACF Church, and we're so glad that you're with us watching this message online. And our hope is that it would encourage you to be more like Jesus and walk closely with Him as an apprentice of Christ. And our hope is to give away all of these resources for free as much as possible. It takes a lot of time and energy and people to make that happen. And if you'd like to support the mission of God financially for ACF Church, you can go to acfak.org and you can give there. Now enjoy the Word of God proclaimed. Hey everybody, welcome to ACF Online. We are so glad that you are joining us today. Uh, My name is Josh, I'm one of the pastors here, and truly, wherever you are at, thank you for joining us today. We are so honored that you'd spend some time with us as we jump into God's Word today. And uh, it's just, you know, as we're jumping into your living room and maybe you're on your computer, your phone, or your TV, we get that this is still so new for us. And so we're glad that you would come and be part of our community today. Um, and, and for those of you maybe jumping online for the first time, we are so glad that you are here with us. And we say this all the time in ACF, and that is this, is that we are in this together And we've been saying that um, well further back than just COVID-19. We've been saying this for a long time. It's been part of the kind of the heartbeat of our church. And that is that we are in this together. And I don't know if that's ever been more true than today. I mean, in, in reality, you can't go anywhere in the world and escape what is going on, escape the coronavirus, escape the fact that we need to be in isolation, escape the quarantine and all this stuff. It is happening all around us. And yet we are in this together. And we believe that here at ACF Church. And so we're so glad you're with us today. And if you're watching and you're tuning in and you're joining us, and maybe you've never even said yes to Jesus, or maybe you've known Jesus as long as you can remember and, and your parents knew Jesus and your grandparents knew Jesus. No matter where you are in that spectrum, uh, we, we truly believe that every single one of us has a next step to take in our, our spiritual journey. That we're all on a spiritual journey and all of us have a next step to take. And because of that, and because that we all have a next step to take, Uh, we believe that we belong to the same community, like that you don't have to believe what we speak and you don't have to believe what we teach to belong to at least this community because we're all on this journey together and we're all taking steps towards hopefully Jesus. And and if you're a follower of Jesus, uh, I hope you're going deeper in your walk and you're going deeper in your faith. And maybe you're watching today and you don't even know that Jesus was real you're not sure God actually exists. That is okay. Um, I love that you're tuning in. I love that you're asking the questions. And just by asking those questions, you're taking steps in your spiritual journey. So thank you for being a part of our community today. We do truly believe that we're all in this together. And as we are all in this together, one thing that ACF is doing that we're, we're trying to do is bring people into community Um, We believe that we were made for community. And yet, uh, at the time right now, we are told you can't have community. And a lot of people are really struggling with this. And to be honest, I'm struggling with this. Like, I 
don't love not being able to be in community with people. I need it. And I truly believe that we all need it. Even the introverted people in the world uh, that have been loving the last couple of weeks, like you're going to reach this threshold where it's like, okay, I, I need to be around people. Because I believe that's the way we we're designed. That's the way we we're created by God to need community. And so we've been working hard here at ACF and we have teams of people trying to figure out how do we create real, authentic community, uh, but doing it in a safe way, doing it online, and, but yet still be authentic. And so we have a team that have come up with our Zoom groups and we want to invite you to be part of a Zoom group. And what a Zoom group is, it's a group of people that are going to be getting together online via Zoom. That's why they call them Zoom groups, uh, but they're going to be getting together online and sometimes just doing different things. I know that there's going to be kind of like a fitness Zoom group. I know there's going to be a book club Zoom group. I know that there's going to be a Zoom group that just gets together to hang out and have a good time, have some fun. Um, But you can know by joining a Zoom group, you're going to have people that will be praying for you. You're going to have people that are going to be having conversation with you, checking in on you, and really having community with you. And so our heart is that every single person watching right now that when this service is done, that you would jump in and join a Zoom group. And to join a Zoom group, all you have to do is go to our website, acfak.org backslash Zoom groups. And by doing that, you can join a team, join a group, and have some community. Um, Even though we can't be in proximity physically with each other, we can be in proximity relationally with each other. And we all need that. And so I want to invite you to be a part of a Zoom group, join one, and be a part of a community here at ACF Church. We want to invite you to do that, at least, at least during this COVID-19 season. Come and be a part of community. We want to invite you into that. Well, today, I'm really excited uh, as we continue to move forward. We have Angela here with us. Angela is an incredible woman. She's been part of ACF Church longer than I have. Um, She's been part of the military. She's married, family, kids. And uh, Angela has serious, serious wisdom. And I love the way she approaches Scripture. I love the way she approaches the Word of God um, with with authenticity, with an open heart and an open mind to what is the Scripture actually teaching us. And so Angela wants to talk to us today just about kind of taking steps forward in life and not just looking at the here and now and, and kind of looking down on our feet, but looking ahead um, at, at what life brings towards us and how God fits kind of in the middle of that. So, hey, Angela, thank you for coming in and speaking to us today. Awesome. Thank you very much, Josh. I appreciate it. So um, I just want to start with a story in the fact that Vern and I had the privilege of hosting a foreign exchange student. He came to live with us back in January. Now, he had been in Alaska before this time, before he came to live with us, but um, he hadn't really had an opportunity to get out and experience the beauty of our state. He hadn't had the opportunity to see and do different things. And so when we were told about him, Vern and I were a little nervous about having another teenager in the house, (laughs) but uh, also excited at the opportunity in the fact that we have lived here in Alaska for over 10 years. And yet this was another opportunity to get to be a tourist again and to get to do things that we haven't done in eight or nine years. 
And so he came in January and every single weekend we were out doing something. We were teaching him how to ski. We were going and seeing different places and different things. And Vern and I always for spring break, we go to Las Vegas so that I can watch the West Coast Conference College Basketball Championships. I love my Gonzaga Bulldogs. And there was just no question. We knew that we were buying him a ticket and he was gonna come and enjoy spring break with us down in Las Vegas. He had never seen the desert. He had never been to a college basketball game. And so we just made the most of every single opportunity that we had with him. And we figured that while we were down there, we would also take a trip to Southern California so that he could see the beach so that he could play in the Pacific Ocean. We took him to an amazing water slide park. Uh, But then as many of you know what happened over spring break, uh, our lives changed. And when the travel between Europe and the United States got suspended, uh, we found out that in two days our student was being sent home that there was just no questions asked that he he needed to go home and talk about disappointment, you know? Um, Talk about, again, we knew that his time was short. He was only going to be with us until June. And yet here he is told now, your time is even shorter. You have two days left. And we found out this news the morning that we were due to go to Six Flags Magic Mountain, For those of you who don't know, Six Flags has some of the most amazing roller coasters. And and we told him, you know what? We're still going. There are still roller coasters left to ride. And we did. We did. But I just, you know, I just, I think of this being Palm Sunday. And I think of Jesus and the fact that he knew that his time here on earth was short. He knew that he had a limited amount of time to teach and to reach people and to tell others about who he was. And yet he also knew that it wasn't the end. And so if you would turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter eight, and I just wanna read uh, just a few verses here, starting in verse 31. Says, then Jesus began to tell them that he, the Son of Man, would suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the leaders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, and three days later he would rise again. As he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside and told him that he shouldn't say things like that. Jesus turned and looked at his disciples and then said to Peter very sternly, get away from me, Satan. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. And then he called his disciples and the crowds to come over and listen. If any of you wants to be my follower, he told them, you must put aside your selfish ambition Shoulder your cross and follow me. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. 
But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will find true life. And how do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul in the process? Is anything worth more than your soul? And I think about here is Jesus, and especially on this Palm Sunday, here is someone who is being hailed as the king. He is being glorified as the one who saves. And people are yelling, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And yet he knows what the end of the week is going to bring. He knows that his time is short, but he also knows that it's not the end. Because Jesus is fully God and fully man, he has this clarity of the crisis at hand. He is able to live with this perspective that goes beyond our human understanding. And so I think about for us, when we get told that our time is short, like how does that make us live or, or have us live in a different way? Man, it, you're, you're so right on with that, Angela. I love that uh, perspective you brought. It's basically like, are we able to live with the reality of our mortality um, in front of us. Mm. And I, I feel like so often, I, I know this is true for myself, but the reality is I, I don't want to think about my mortality. You know, I don't want the people around me that I love to, I don't, I don't want to think of their mortality, <laughs> right? And, and I don't want them talking about it. And, and it just kind of, it's kind of funny. It reminded me as you're talking about this, uh, a few years ago, my dad turned 70, Right? And on his 70th birthday, I'm, I'm talking to him. He's like, well, you know, I've lived a good life. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, <laughs> you know, scripture says that, you know, 70 years to a man. And, you know, and I've lived my 70 years. And I'm like, yeah, but you can live a lot more than that. And, but, but his perspective really, um, you know, it, it, it kind of woke me up a little bit. And it, in his perspective on his life, um, is, is something that I aspire to even to look at it and go, this is not my life to live. Like, I do not own my life. And, and that's sometimes a hard pill to swallow. Um, this is God's life. Like, I live it for him. And even as you're talking about Jesus and entering the city and, and knowing what's to come and knowing that his time on earth is very short, um, he is following the will of the Father. And because of that, he's able to walk confidently in, in what he is called to do. And I think so often we follow the will of ourselves, right? And when we follow the will of ourselves, it makes it so difficult to walk towards things that we know are going to be cut off short, um, to walk towards things, and maybe it's not necessarily death, but maybe it's an opportunity to, to care for a foreign exchange student and, uh, or, or, or you know, knowing that this time is going to be cut off short. I, I'll never forget, um, I met someone who was telling me about uh, doing foster care, right? And they were actually being interviewed by like a, a blogger or like a, I think it was like a local newspaper. And in the interview, the person asked, like, how do you protect your heart from being broken over and over again um, doing foster care? And my, my friend looked at him and said, if you're protecting your heart from being broken over and over again, you're doing it wrong. Mm. 
Wow. Like your heart should be broken over and over again for each kid that you take care of because that is the will of the Father, that our hearts would be broken for the orphans and the widows and, and do our part while we have them to take care of them. And so, Angela, I just I love what you're, you're sharing there, that idea of the will of the Father. Like we don't know how much time we have. Um, we like to feel like we do, right? Like we like <laughs> to think that we know how much time we have. And yet knowing our time at any time could be cut short, whether we know it's going to be cut short or unexpectedly, um, but that no matter what our time is, that we are following the will of the Father. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, just um, coming back to this passage in Mark, just the way that Jesus in the midst of what he is trying to tell the disciples that, that my time is short, but it's not the end. You know, right. I am going to suffer. Um, and if you look at the gospels, you, you also see that I think it says Jesus actually predicted his death like three different times. Oh yeah. So, well, it, I know so, in, in Mark it's right. three times for sure. He, he tells these people like, and this is I, what I, I'm trying I, to tell you. I love it because <laughs> I think earlier, just, just a couple, uh, like I think a chapter before this, uh, they're coming off the mountain of transfiguration and, and Jesus starts telling him about his death and, and they're, and, and then the scripture says, and then they wonder what he meant by I'm going to die. Like, like <laughs> exactly. they didn't quite like, what, uh, what do you mean, Jesus? That didn't compute to their brain. Exactly. Um, even though he, he, he few times just blatantly flat out tells them that I'm going to die. It, Exactly. And, and again, here it says it. He, he's saying it very clearly. Yeah. Like, how much more clearly can I say? This is what is going to happen. Um, and then in verse 33, when he turns to Peter and he says, listen, you are seeing things merely from a human point of view and yeah. not from God's point of view. Well, Angela, I'll just jump in right there because I love that. I love what you're saying that Jesus knew his time was short and yet the what he was doing would not end even though his time was short, right? Amen. Like, exactly. like he was going to come back and, and like, we know the end of the story and, and it's, it's very different reading this from our perspective, from the disciples' perspective, obviously, because they have no idea the end of the story. But Jesus knows that what he's doing will not end. While his time might be over, what he's doing will not end. And that's, that's true for all of us, right? Like, Amen. Um, if we're following the will of the Father, what we are doing will not end with us. It won't stop with us. Um, it's going to continue. Right, because I, um, I think about this limited perspective that we have, <sighs> yeah. you know, and just the amazing clarity that, that Jesus has because he is fully God. And I think about what we've been talking about for these past three weeks, three weeks, like that, you know, when Pastor Brian started it out, that this crisis leads to a movement, you know, and then Josh continued saying that this crisis needs to lead us into the second calling and this next step of how are we developing character so that our character can produce a hope. And then last week, Pastor Stewart reminded us that this, this crisis leads to caring beyond ourselves, living beyond ourselves. And so this week, I just want to encourage you that I think crisis can lead you to a clarity of living with perspective, so good. of knowing that this isn't all that there is. So good. And 
And I even read a blog this week, and I loved this because uh, Pastor D wrote this that said, character is not created in us. Character is something that is developed in us. So again, character yeah. is not something that you just wake up one morning right. and you yeah. have it, yes. right? <laughs> but, that would but be nice. That it's, oh. <laughs> and I'm sure some of you are saying, okay, enough of this character already, right? Like yeah. I, I don't want to build any more character. I don't oh, want to ask these questions. Yes. What am I supposed to be learning? I know that for me, I want to rush through things, especially if they're hard, <laughs> if they're uncomfortable, if they're painful, I don't want to ask, God, what are you teaching me? What are you trying to show me? But I, th- I think just like what you just said, I think whether we believe in Jesus or not, yeah. that we all want to create something that's going to last. Well, yeah, and that's, man, that's such a great point. Absolutely. I think, you know, what you're talking about, it doesn't just apply to those who follow Jesus, but we all want to have a legacy, right? Exactly. We all want to be known for being someone who, who cared for others, right? Like, I think at the end of the day, everyone's got this thing inside of them that wants to have a legacy, and, and a legacy that's remembered fondly, right? right. Um, and I believe that God puts that inside each and every one of us. But, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, but that takes development. Like, I, I, I get scared sometimes. God, help me, you know, continue to grow in my character in you. That's a, that's a scary, terrible <laughs> prayer. Like, it really is. Because it, it means, like, I love that. It's developed. Mm-hmm. It only comes through difficulty, through hardship, through, you know, through the struggle. And what doesn't really matter what that struggle is. It's, you know, it's like the, you know, the old comparison is like, it's like weightlifting, right? If you want to get stronger, you got to struggle, you know, to get those weights up or, you know, whatever it is. Or if you want to be able to run long distance further, faster, you got to push yourself and get your lungs screaming. Uh, it has to be developed um, in all of us. And, and none of us gets to escape that fact. Right, right. And I guess the other thing that I just really want to encourage you with is that again like like we've been saying whether you believe in Jesus or not I you want to create something that lasts but I also just really want you to hear that the only true source of freedom of peace of understanding is found in Jesus Christ right amen that we may not understand what is going on why it is happening But we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is sovereign, that God is in control. And so wherever you find yourself, that your life does matter right here, right now, because of Jesus Christ and because of what he has done for us. God knows that our lives are merely the blink of an eye, but he wants us to set our minds on eternity Oh man, Angela, you could not have said that better. That is so true. And, and the truth is, the fact of the matter is <clears throat> that God wants what is best for you. He absolutely wants what is best for you. And so struggling is not about struggling for struggling's sake, right? Like right. The, the, that developing of character is not just about developing character for character's sake. It is about what is best. It is the best life that God has for you. It is the best way to interact with people. It is the best way to be a part of a family. If everyone has strong character and cares for each other and serves each other, 
Um, it, that is what the best possible life is. And there's just really no getting around it. There's no, the fact is like following Jesus completely with all of your heart leads to the best possible life for you. And, and, and even people who, if you're out there today, you don't follow Jesus and, and you're going away. I don't know if I believe that. So much of even our own society and the things that we would deem as good, those are just characteristics of what God, of who God is and what he's given us. Um, so many beautiful things. And we just see it as, well, that's just kind of nature, right? That's kind of life. That's kind of the way thing it, ways things are is these things are good. Well, nine times out of 10, those things that you deem as good, they, those are gifts from God and those are his character and those are what he's given for, to us. And so, again, it's not just about death for death's sake. It's not about struggle for struggle's sake. It's not about any of that, but it's about stepping into this full life that God has for you. And just even as you were talking about that, that reminded me of a passage I would love to read here. Um, and it's, it's Colossians chapter three, <clears throat> starting in verse one. And this is exactly what you're talking about. And Paul is writing this to a church and he's trying to encourage them. And, and this is what he writes. He says, so if you have been raised with Christ, seek then things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Listen to this, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And, and that's this whole thing that you were talking about, right? Jesus is, is getting ready for this death. And you, and you might have heard that and, and you might have gone, wait, like you have died? Like, that's weird. What does that mean? <clears throat> but as Christians, we believe that when we say yes to Jesus, that our old life, our old nature, our old self is, is crucified to the cross, that it, it, is, it dies. And that the very thing that is our life, the very thing that sustains us in this life is Christ Jesus himself. Um, and, and yet there is struggle and there's all this stuff that happens. And yes, like there's this, this battle between what I know I should do and what I want to do and all that stuff is, is reality. But at the end of the day, that, that our life is not our life, it's Christ. And that he came and he paid for that, he purchased that. And because of that, we now, we don't focus on right, the, the, our feet, right? We don't focus on the world right in front of us, this moment, this right, right here, right, right now. And this is all I can see, everything else. I can't, I can't see beyond this moment. Um, when you live that way, that's a very small, closed way to live. And that produces a lot of fear. It produces a lot of anxiety. It produces a life that, that is scared to move forward. But when we can set our mind on things above where Christ mm -hmm. is, and we realize that at the end of the day, it is, it is all Christ's and our lives are not our own. And, and this was, I was thinking about this the other day with just the reality of things that even death itself, real physical death is not the end of the road. Like it's not the worst thing that can happen to us. And I think in the, in the West, in our Western culture, that blows our minds. Like we, we don't think that way. I, I, I know in other cultures and other parts of the world, like they see death as, as, as a transition point. And, and that's, that is in reality what it is. It is not 
the worst. In fact, Jesus says, like, don't fear those that can kill the body. Fear those that can kill your soul. And death is not the end. It's, it's, it's not the worst. Um, it, it feels like it at the moment for those who are left behind, clearly and obviously. But when we can set our mind on things above and, and live in that reality that we live in Christ, it just brings a whole new perspective. And like you were saying, a clarity for for moments like this, right? right? And it's a clarity for moments like this. While it is crazy and we don't know what the future holds and is this thing going to last four more weeks or four more months? We have no idea. But in the midst of all that's going on, we can be developing our character, right? We can be serving each other. We can be loving our community. We can be growing in our walk with Jesus or, or just taking steps uh, on this journey forward, um, and, and we have the ability to do that, and we have the ability to be encouraged mm-hmm. because our life is not for here, right? Our mind is set on things above. Right, and that was something else that her blog mentioned was the fact that our life is designed to be a way for us to understand that we are made for more than this. Yeah, that Amen. we are mo- made for more than just what our physical eyes can see. And um, yeah. And it's so good. So good. Um, man, and if you're watching right now and maybe you have never said yes to Jesus um, and you didn't realize that it, it was the love of Jesus that brought him to the cross, right? Like you were, you were talking about earlier. Right. And, and, and just the fact that he is so personal. The last thing I just wanted to say in this passage in Mark, where it says that in verse 34, that he called his disciples and the crowds to come and listen. And I just love the fact that again, here is Jesus in the midst of getting ready to suffer and to be crucified Um, he is still reaching out to the people around him, that he's still being so personal and he's wanting them to come close and he's wanting them to listen. I still have something to teach you. I still have something to say that there is nothing worth more than your soul, he says, that you matter, that you are more than just a bunch of molecules that are destined for destruction, but you are a precious child of the living God who went to the cross for you, who loves you beyond measure, who finished the work at the cross so that his suffering could provide healing, so that the cross could provide victory. Amen. Um, and I love the words of Second Corinthians chapter four. Again, Paul is writing these words. And when you start in verse 16, he writes, that is why we never give up. Okay, why do we never give up? He says it earlier, because we know that the same God who raised our Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day for our present troubles are quite small and they won't last very long. Yet they produce for us an immeasurably great glory that will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles that we can see right now. 
Rather, we look forward to what we have not yet seen. For the troubles that we see will soon be over, but the joys to come are going to last forever. And one of the most precious things that I got to do recently was I simply got to um, sit and be present with someone who was in pain and who was dying. And this was a couple months ago. And I remember going to her hospital room and she simply reached out her hand. And so I gently held on and just started caressing it. And she was teaching me about clarity, about this clarity of living with perspective that this moment mattered because even though she knew her time was short, it wasn't the end, that she was being renewed and that she was awaiting the joy and the glory that was gonna last forever. And even in this um, past week in our ladies' Bible study, we were talking about um, just the, having that perspective of doing what we can instead of trying to do all that we can. You know, I think sometimes it can feel overwhelming. Wherever you find yourself, you might feel like, does this really matter? Um, I'm only taking one small step. Like, how, how can I be making a difference? And in our Bible study, we talked about doing what you can, taking one small step, just moving forward with something. It might seem simple, it might seem small, but, um, but it, does, it does matter. And so I just wanna encourage you with that today, that wherever you find yourself, that you can simply just be present with someone today, that you can take that next step to let someone know they're not alone, that they're loved, that they're cared for, um, because we can have this clarity of living with perspective, even in the middle of right where we are, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And and so this day-to-day grind in which we find ourselves, it does have meaning. It does have purpose. Thanks be to God who has conquered death for us. And again, thinking about Jesus on this Palm Sunday, that here he is enduring the glory, enduring the praise, because he's thinking about you, because he knows what the end of the week is going to bring. He knows that people are going to be shouting, crucify him. And yet he wants you to know that he sees you, that he loves you, that he endured this for you and he didn't neglect the people that were right in front of him. He, he had this clarity because he saw things very clearly then and he sees you and he loves you very clearly right now. Man, amen. That was, man, what a beautiful just kind of story you shared with us right there, just about clarity at, at the end of a life, right? Um, and how in those moments, right, um, probably not thinking of all of the things like the, the to, to-do list, I wish I would have accomplished, right? The, even for you, like sitting in that moment going, okay, um, I got to be somewhere, so let's, yeah, I can spend 10, no, but just to be present um, in the moment. And, and I think that's so important for us, especially like right now, um, 
when we we don't want to be present in this moment, we keep thinking, when's when are like when just when's this going to end, right? Like when can I go and hang out with my friends? When can I go back to work? When can I stop having the kids in the house all day every day, right? When can they go back to school? Um, but to be present in the moment for the people that we're with in the moment is so powerful. That that clarity right there, um, and I love how you just kind of ended that with. Jesus had clarity then, and, and he has clarity now. And, and that's true. And that's true for you. And, and you might have never said yes to Jesus before. Maybe you've heard this stuff. You've heard about Jesus and dying on the cross and raising from the dead. Maybe you've heard it a hundred times. I mean, you may have grown up in the church and heard this over and over again. Um, you may be hearing it for the first time ever in your life. And, and you maybe just thought you knew some things about who this Jesus was, but you really didn't. But no matter what that reality is for you, um, if God is clearly speaking to your heart right now, and maybe you're having clarity for the first time in your life of, of the love of Jesus, of the grace of Jesus, of the fact that it doesn't matter who you are and what you've done or what you do. In other words, there's nothing you can do to earn the sacrifice that was given for you. Like there's nothing you can do to earn that. Um, It is completely a gift. The only thing you can do is receive it. The only thing you can do with grace is receive it. And that is it. And if that clarity is coming to you right now for the first time, for the first time, I want to invite you to do something. I want to invite you to just get your phone out and and just as an act of of something, right? As, as, as As an act towards God saying, I want to say yes I want to say yes to this invitation. I want to say yes to this this life, this clear life. I want to say yes to this life that is full and abundant that they are talking about, no matter how short it is, no matter how long it is, no matter where I'm at in it. I want to say yes to to, to this grace that is being offered to me. I want to ask you to grab your cell phone out and, and if you would be so bold just to text the word yes just to text the word yes to 1-888-851-7717. Text yes to that. Just saying, yes, I am taking a step forward in my faith in Jesus. Yes, I am saying yes to Jesus for the first time. And I, I, want, I want what you're talking about today. Um, by texting that number, you're, uh, we, we're going to respond to you. We're just going to connect with you and, and maybe talk to you for a minute or text you. It's just some information that will help you as you begin your journey of faith in your life. And like I said at the beginning, we are all on a journey. Every single one of us, myself, um, those who have been walking in the faith far longer than I have, and maybe you right now who are saying yes for the first time in your life, we are all on a journey together. And that's the beautiful thing is that we can help each other. We can encourage each other. We can grow together in this. And uh, no matter how short our lives are or short the moment is, um, that we can step forward towards uh, the abundant life that Jesus has for us. Man, Angela, thank you for that word today. That was powerful, just about clarity in our lives and kind of seeing through or seeing beyond just the cloudiness that seems to be around us every day, right? I say especially now, but I don't know that there's ever a time in life where there's just not junk just getting in front of us, right? And and clouding our vision so we can't see what life truly is about and all that that God has for us. And so we need clarity um, just like Jesus, 
Jesus had clarity because he knew the will of God and he, he knew what steps to take. So thank you for that, Angela. I'm going to close this in prayer right now. So um, if you guys would, go ahead and, and, and bow your heads as, as we just end this time, end this talk that we just had in prayer. Jesus, we thank you for your church. God, we thank you for this community that you have called us to be a part of. And, and no matter who's watching and, and where they're at, they are part of a community. God, and I believe that you have brought them to be a part of that community. And God, I pray that you would give us clarity right now, clarity of your love for us, clarity of your grace in our lives, clarity of the truth of who you are. God, clarity of your death and resurrection, just as you used to, you talked to the disciples about it and they didn't have the clarity at the time. But God, we get to have the clarity now. So I pray that as we look upon these things, God, that it would have an impact in our lives. These truths would have impact in our lives and that we would live our lives with clarity, God, that we would, that we would reach out, God, to have our character developed in our lives. God, that we reach out to the community around us to support us, to encourage us, and that we may be able to encourage as well. And Jesus, I pray that you would help us see and understand the will of God, the will of the Father, God, that we would begin to walk in that truth. And as we do that, that you would draw us near to you, God. Help us put our mind on things above. We love you, Jesus. God, we thank you for your sacrifice. Jesus, that that sacrifice that you joyfully went to, the word says, because you had us in mind. Thank you for that, God. We did not deserve it. We do not deserve it. Yet you give it to us so, so gracefully and so full of abundance, God, that we may have a full life. Thank you for that, Jesus. We love you and we thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for watching this message from ACF Church. Uh, We hope it's encouraged you and challenged you to be more like Jesus and to walk with Him in a closer and more profound way. If you'd like to give to the mission of ACF Church, you can do so at the link on the screen or at acfak.org. We love you and we'll see you next week.